Taking Control of Audio Hijack with Kirk McElhern. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Get important, timely, and relevant security recommendations for your Mac right inside Slack. Try all of Collide's features on an unlimited number of devices free for 14 days, no credit card required, at collide.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, it's time to talk to another Take Control author about another Take Control book. I love doing this because I love the way that Take Control approaches all of their subjects. And I'm particularly intrigued by this one because this is a utility that I used to use a lot. Um, I don't right now simply because I do my recording with video and not just with audio alone. Although maybe I can be, I learn a few tricks here. Um, Kirk McElhern is back with us. He is the author of Take Control of Audio Hijack, covering version four. Kirk, welcome. It's great to have you back, as always. Yes. Hi, Chuck. It's nice to see you again. It's been a long time. <laughs> not, not that long, but, you know, it okay. just sometimes it feels like it. Yeah. Um, so you're doing video. You've gone over to the dark side, but you don't have one of those backwards hats on like everyone on YouTube. <laughs> no, no. I No, it's... I think there's only ever been two photos of me with a backwards cap on, and it, they they were for, for very specific reasons. Um, but yeah, you know, in in the early days of podcasting, audio hijack was like, oh my god, this this is it. And now, to be fair, um, I know most audio podcasters on the Mac side definitely use audio hijack. Um, doing video is it's not quite the same, and the, for lots of reasons that are not. Or beyond the purview of this interview, but um, I wanted to find out, you know, what you think of how Audio Hijack has evolved and what's new with uh, version four. Well, I think it's great. I mean, I've been using it, as I say in the book, I can't even remember the first time I used it. I've been podcasting regularly for, I'm going to say 10 years, but um, I, I was guesting on podcasts a lot before that, and, and Audio Hijack was just the tool. But I, I mean, I used it to digitize records and, and cassette tapes back in the day. Do you remember the Griffin iMic? That was oh, sure. one of the early inexpensive USB uh, audio adapters. So I would use that from a cassette deck. Um, audio Hijack has always been the thing to record anything on the Mac. And if this sounds like a commercial, it almost is because. Um, there are few categories of Mac apps that where where I really have to say this is the one that don't even bother looking for anything else. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, there are apps you can use to record. You can record into GarageBand, record into Logic Pro, Audacity, but there's no point when you have something like Audio Hijack because of the flexibility, um, because of all of the the ways that you can configure your recording sessions. Yeah, when in in the early days, I know I, I I had I got on the phone with Paul Kafasis and had him help me set it up because um, I wasn't familiar with exactly how it was working and you know how to pass things through filters and channels and all and you know it's it's it, it has evolved so much since then, but the the metaphors are still there. The metaphors are still there, but they made a, a huge leap between Audio Hijack 2 and 3 with the interface um, to make it a lot easier to understand. And Audio Hijack 4 uh, has refreshed the interface. It's got a whole bunch of new blocks that you can use. 
so the blocks are the elements in the audio chain that you use when you record or when you make any sort of a session. For example, um, if I was recording this as a podcast, I would have an input block, which is my microphone. I would have a recorder block, which is telling Audio Hijack how to record the file, MP3, AAC, A4, whatever. I'd have an output block going to my mixer so I could listen to it in the headphones. I'd have a Skype block for you or Zoom or whatever. And you can you can mix all these things together. You create what's called a pipeline where it's kind of like a flow chart of the audio going through. And it just makes life – it's so easy when I do podcasts. And I do several podcasts a week now regularly. It's just, okay, I open Audio Hijack. I go to the recorder block and change the number of the episode. So when it's recorded, it'll have that in the file name. And I click run and it just works. <laughs> and and somebody's gonna say just what what you alluded to a minute ago. Well, I just recording the garage band and that's it. Um, and yeah, you can do that, but with audio hijack, you can do so much more with the same inputs and you know have it have it coming out as different things, different places even. Well, GarageBand is somewhat limited. You can't necessarily easily record from Skype, let's say, into GarageBand, right? But with Audio Hijack, so a podcast I do where I'm the host and there's someone on Skype, I have two separate recordings and I get two channels. But I could also make that into a stereo recording with one person on either channel. Um, I use things like peak limiters, so in case someone coughs or makes a loud noise, it doesn't distort. Uh, I might use EQ. I have uh, peak RMS monitors, so I can see the level particularly of my guest coming in. And as as it's, it's just really a, a, a podcast recording studio when you think about it. The new mixer block is really fascinating. Now, I personally will not use that because I have a, um, a Rodecaster Pro uh, mixer. and But the mixer block lets you take several things. Let's say you wanted to have a music bed. So you put your music app in there and then you put your voice and then you put your guest and you arrange the levels and that way they go through the mixer block and they come out, you know, think of people who are doing live streaming. They want to do this live and send it out in stereo and all of that happens automatically. Uh, it's really, it's, uh, again, it's just so powerful. I only use a, a smidgen of the features. Um, in in my book, I have a brief section um, someone I know named T.J. O'Connelly runs a internet radio station called Uncertain FM. Uh, he's out of Boston. And he shared with me the audio hijack session he uses, which when I first saw it, I was like, whoa. And it's like 40 different blocks with six different things going on at the same time. And it's like a thousand word explanation for what it does. But basically, he's leveraged. All of this technology through Audio Hijack, and he, he's using Terminal, and he's using uh, VLC, and he's using other things, and he puts out an internet radio station through this. And it's really fascinating to see how much you can do. Again, with me in a podcast, I've got five or six blocks, and I'm doing a recording. Maybe I'm increasing the volume, limiting the volume, whatever. Um, but when you see what you can do when you're a professional, it, it's really amazing. Uh, yeah, when you're a professional, but you, you know, that's the thing. You don't need to be a professional to do this and, and, to, drop, and to drop in a block or two and tweak it and see what it, what Absolutely. it does. What, what does that do to the sound? What does it do to your output? 
Um, you were talking about the peak limiters and all those things that um, if, if you've done audio of any kind, then you know what they are. And if not, you will soon learn if you're doing a lot of audio because yeah. Kirk's level's one one level, my level's another level. And you know, if somebody sneezes, then it just blows the whole thing out. So Yeah. And I don't want people to think it's just for podcasting. It can record any audio on the Mac. Um, One of the things I do often, I've mentioned that I live near Stratford-upon-Avon. I'm a Shakespeare fan. And the BBC uh, radio does Shakespeare plays regularly. So I use Audio Hijack to record them. Uh, Really simple. You open Safari, you start playing, and it just, it takes the audio from Safari and it puts it into a file. Uh, No, of course, it does this in real time. You can't just download the file. But this way, you can record it. Um, I said I used to digitize old cassette tapes. If you've got old vinyl records and you want to digitize them, you can do that. If you want to record, I don't know, a chat with your kids or your grandkids, you can do that as well. It can record record anything on the Mac, any audio at all. There are no limits. And that sounds like such a simple thing until you go and try to do it. And then you find out that it is not that simple. Yeah. Audio is one of those things that it's not a black art, but it's close. There there are little subtle things that are really important to make sure that everything goes, that you don't have stuttering and hiccups and and all of that. And and I will say, and this isn't just because, you know, I'm trying to sell my book, everyone buy my book. Um, I have never had a crash with Audio Hijack. Never. And I have recorded hundreds of podcast episodes with it. It has never once crashed. Wow. That's, I mean, I've, the little bit, I still use it for different audio project, audio only projects. Um, I know it's, it's rock solid stable. Um, but it it was one of those apps that once you started using it, uh, you never had to worry about it. Uh, I don't think I ever lost a file with audio hijack and I can't say that for almost any other program I've ever used. Yeah. And and it's kind of mission critical, right? You're recording a podcast. If it crashes, you okay, you can stop and restart. But if you find afterwards that it didn't record right, you're really, you know, out of luck. You've spent 45 minutes talking to someone and it's all gone. So, you know, the reliability is important. Um, one other thing I use it a lot for is simply recording from my microphone. When I do screencasts uh, for clients, um, the way I do screencasts is I record the audio first. I write a script, record the audio. Then I record the bits of the video, and I use ScreenFlow, which you may know, um, to stitch them all together. And this gives me a perfectly clean audio recording, and I can adjust it as I want uh, to make sure, you know, a couple blocks to to do things like peak limiting and some EQ, et cetera. Um, Then I use uh, Fission, which is another um, app from the same developer, Rogue Amoeba, which is a really easy editing tool to just slice out the bits where I stumbled and said blah, 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 instead of whatever. And you just slice it out and it's all, you get this clean audio stream, drop it into ScreenFlow. Now, again, that's a professional use. It's not for, you know, average people at home just recording stuff, but it is one of the best ways if you do screencasts like I do, some people do them live, right? They'll be talking while they'll be doing the things on screen. But every time I've tried to do that, something goes wrong and I have to start a particular operation over. Like you get a notification or you get a, um, you get a dialogue. Oh, this app needs to be updated, right? All of a sudden when you're in the middle of recording a screencast. So um, I've learned that it's better to do the, the two parts separately. Yeah, agreed. And, you know, I, I don't think we want to downplay or, or 
downplay the usefulness for a non-professional. Um, because now what we're seeing is kids in high school and, and middle school and elementary school doing productions that rivaled anything we did, you know, when we first started out with our Macs. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a usefulness here that if you have any desire to play with audio at all, um, you know, th this is one of your first stops, no question about it. Yeah, and one thing for a school environment, imagine you've got a group of kids doing some sort of an audio program. If you spread them out on a table with four microphones into a mixer, Audio Hijack can record each of the channels from the mixture. Audio Hijack can record each of the channels from the mixer as a discrete channel, as a separate file. So then you can drop them into whatever you're going to edit with and deal with them like that. It doesn't just lump them all together. Um, and, and that can be really useful in certain situations. Uh, for example, uh, I, I have this Rodecaster Pro mixer. Um, I could record from my iPhone. If I'm interviewing someone on the phone, I could plug that in and record, and Audio Hijack would pull that channel plus my microphone channel. So it can take any of the 16 channels in the mixer and record them all as separate files, which as you know, when you get to editing things, you want each file, you want each voice to be on a separate file. Otherwise, it's almost impossible to edit. Yeah, but for I, somehow we're crossing over into audio production, but yeah, for a couple reasons. First, the first reason is levels, just like we said earlier. The second, though, is you know, that the, the husband or the wife comes home, there's noise in the background, the kids are screaming or whatever. Um, so while I'm talking, you know, right now, Kirk could, you know, people could be crashing down through Kirk's door and you'd never know it Where? because Where? we're, yeah, <laughs> because we're recording on separate audio tracks. Right. So I can completely cut Kirk out of the mix if I want to. And then once he's repelled the people, he comes right back and you never know anything <laughs> happened. <laughs> well, again, for podcasting, this sort of thing is ideal because, um, uh, so there's one podcast I produce where there's a bit of a noise floor. Um, my my co-host isn't very fluent in technology and his audio is not great. There's a bit of a noise floor. So since he's on a separate channel, I can just cut out the bits where I'm talking and he's not. You don't hear the noise floor when he's speaking, but if I was speaking, you might hear it come through. So I can just cut it all out. And that, that's, you know, you, you, you can't really do much editing uh, of a podcast if you have two voices on the same channel. It's just too complicated. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can attest to that because there's some recording methods I've used in the past where I just, you, you only got one audio channel and that was it. You were stuck with it. Yeah, um, yeah. So. And again, it's not just for podcasters. Any kind of audio you want to record, let's say you're a musician and you want to record some audio at home. You want to record yourself playing guitar and singing. Well, you're not going to do them both at the same time, although you could... Um, if you if you your mic placement is good and your mixer is good, but you could record your guitar track and then you could record your vocal track with Audio Hijack, uh, and then you can mix them in GarageBand. Again, you can record in GarageBand, but the additional um, way you can deal with the audio and Audio Hijack means that your your source file is really clean uh, before it gets into GarageBand. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Collide. Get important, timely, and relevant security recommendations for your Mac right inside Slack. Collide sends employees important, timely, and relevant security recommendations for their Linux, Mac, and Windows devices right inside Slack. Collide is perfect for organizations that care deeply about compliance and security, 
and don't want to get there by locking down devices to the point where they become unusable. Been there, done that, and it's frustrating for everyone involved. But instead of frustrating your employees, Collide educates them about security and device management while directing them to fix important problems. Problems like evil browser extensions that may sell the user's browser history. Visit collide.com slash macvoices to sign up today. That's collide, K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash macvoices. Try all of Collide's features on an unlimited number of devices, free for 14 days, no credit card required. And be sure to enter your email when prompted to receive your free Collide gift bundle after trial activation. That's collide.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Collide for supporting this week's macvoices. Kirk, we've been talking about a, a lot about use cases, both the ones that we've used and ones we've seen. How do you go about approaching the power of Audio Hijack from an author's perspective so that people, other than just what we've been talking about so far, um, they appreciate what can be done with it and how they should get started with it? Well, I've uh, I've probably told you this before. I was a teacher for many years, and so I'm really used to the idea of a syllabus starting with the, the basics and then building from there. So what I do is I start by showing a really simple recording, just recording some web audio. In 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 fact, it was a recording of Julius Caesar by the on the BBC. We're recording today on the Ides of March, by the way, so beware. Um, and I explain how to do that, and then I gradually add more and more of the different blocks until I've shown a lot of the capabilities. And I find that it's really simple when all you've got is here's here's the input source and here's the recorder, and then you add the output and you add in a second source. And as you build up, it's really easy to follow along. Okay. Having used Audio Hijack, that makes perfect sense as, as a way yeah. to approach it. Um, because I, I, and I Audio Hijack does... Audio Hijack works with what's called sessions, which are groups of blocks. And there are about, I think there's 16 default sessions. So you launch the app and there's one for web audio, there's one for chats, there's one for podcasts. So you can start relatively quickly with a, a session that's already made and then you can add to it. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. And, and that gives people a place to start. Yeah. It's it's almost like a template for let's say a newsletter, you know? exactly like a template, like in pages and numbers, the same kind of thing. So you're not start. You can make a blank session and build it yourself, but you don't have to. Um, you can you can always have these sort of hints to show you at a minimum to show you what's necessary. Right? You always have to have at least a source block and a recorder, or a source block and an output block. Um, because uh, there are some things you can do with Audio Hijack just to improve the audio you're listening to. For example, if you want to watch a movie on your iMac and you want to adjust the audio with some EQ, uh, maybe there's a problem with the audio uh, not totally in sync, so you want to change it by 100 milliseconds, you can do that in Audio Hijack and just send it out through your iMac to your speakers or headphones or whatever. So you've always got to have an input, which is a source, could be a microphone or an app, and either an output or a recorder. And after that, you can just go crazy. Yeah, the, the, te the template thing is, I think, important because I, I don't know about you, but I never, I love templates to get started, but they never do exactly what I want. So I always end up tweaking them. And in this case, you know, you can start with one of those. You don't have to build something from scratch, but then you can add, delete, tweak, 
you know, and and kind of go from there. And it's I, I have to tell you, folks, it's a fun process to to do. There's something about being able to control the audio um, that in a, in a way that I guess maybe true graphic artists can appreciate. Audio seems to be a little more approachable for some reason. Okay, so here's something you're going to like. As someone who has used Audio Hijack in the past, you know how when you put a when you drag a block from the sidebar to add a block to your 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 session, it automatically connects to other blocks. And you know how in the past you if it didn't connect to the right block, you'd have to pull it all the way out of the way to be able to get it to connect right? Well, you can finally manually do the connections. You can flip a little switch and you can connect from one block to another exactly how you want. And then you flip the switch back off, you go out of edit mode and it's stored like that. So no more making these big session windows to make sure things don't connect because they kind of connect like magnets by default. But now you have the option to do all this manually. And this is a feature that people have been asking for for a long time. And it's really a game changer if you're using complicated sessions. The magnetic part is, is not bad by any means. You know, it's it, in fact, it kind of assures that you have, you have a fair chance of getting something right. But I, I, I did not know about that feature. Um, I love yep. the idea that now I'll be able to, actually manually make some of those adjustments when they're not quite right. So. Yeah. Um, as for other new features, there is a um, audio hijack icon that you can put in the menu bar. And if you click this, you get what they call the global window and you'll see all your sessions listed and you can launch a session just by clicking run without even launching the app. So that's really practical. If let's say, I don't know, you want to record phone calls um, say you're interviewing people and you want to be able to record them and you've got a session set up and you get a call. It's like, okay, let's start. And you click run. You don't have to hassle opening the app and, and all of that. Um, another nifty feature is they've added some scripting to it. So certain things can launch scripts. So one of the most practical I find is that when a recording is over, uh, I have my session set to open the finder window that has the files. So when I'm recording a podcast, if I'm not editing it, uh, I need to take the files and put them in an iCloud Drive folder or a Dropbox folder for the person who's editing them. Uh, instead of going into the list of recordings, right-click, reveal, and finder, this is really practical. And it can do other things. It can quit audio hijack. It can turn off certain blocks, et cetera. And I don't speak JavaScript at all, but people who do will be able to do some really amazing scripting. So, in other words, as you might expect from Rogue Amoeba, they've improved it, they've made it more powerful, and they've ad addressed some of what their customers ask for. Um, it just it sounds so much like all the Rogue Amoeba products that we both uh, both use and know. Yeah, and and it's really a lot of the new features are for power users. Um, the, the scripting again, I wouldn't know how to do it, but you can even uh, create a shortcut using the shortcuts app, so you can. You can have a shortcut that launches an audio hijack session, for example. Hey, Siri. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Oh. Hey, Siri, I want to record a podcast. And that could be your shortcut that launches your session for your specific podcast. So there's a lot of things that you can do with that. I'm not that big on that sort of automation on my Mac because it gets confusing. Um, but for power users, I, I think they're really going to like this. Well, it's like so many things. You know, Keyboard shortcuts, uh, it comes to mind. You know that it's not for everybody, but if you do that one, two, three, four times a day, or maybe four, five, six times a week, it becomes very much worth it for you to learn that keyboard shortcut. Same thing with what you just talked about. You spend a little time, and then every time you use it, you've saved those 
you know, 10 to 30 seconds. And it sounds kind of corny, but it, it does add up. There's no question about it. Yeah, it certainly does. Yeah. But I'm not going to learn JavaScript anytime soon. <laughs> All right. Well, that's in the, that, that's in Audio Hijack 5, right? We'll talk to Paul and see what he can do for you. Well, I wish it, I wish it supported AppleScript, but I understand why it doesn't, because AppleScript is the past. Um, and the kind of people who are going to be scripting this probably know JavaScript already. And, and I think AppleScript's a little bit limited as to what it can do. Um, but it, it's okay. I, I don't need more than the basic uh, scripting options. Right. I, one thing, I, folks, I hope that we, we haven't just made this sound like this is just for podcasting or professionals, because it's really not. If, if you want to mess around with audio, if you have a specific audio task you want to accomplish, that's what Audio Hijack is here for. And Kirk said it earlier, you know, we don't want to turn this into a commercial. But it is, at the same time, it is one of those apps that uh, you can do so many things with, you almost have to get get your hands on it to figure out all the things that you might want to do with it. And that means you need Kirk's book to tell you how to do those things. Exactly. See, it's a commercial for my book. Um, <laughs> but seriously, any audio you want to record, you can use Audio Hijack for. So you remember when ringtones were a big deal? Everyone was buying ringtones and all. And it's actually a billion-dollar business for a while. Now everyone just keeps their phone on silent so it vibrates. But uh, Rogamibus Fission that I mentioned earlier that you can use to edit and, and is particularly easy to use with audio hijack files, um, it can make ringtones. So if you hear, I, I don't want to say anything that sounds like copyright infringement, but there's, there's like a certain bit of a movie soundtrack that you like and you want to make a ringtone, you can record it with Audio Hijack, edit it with Fission, save it as a ringtone, which you can then sync to your iPhone, and you can use for your ringtone, for messages, for um, alarms, alerts, and things like that. And there, I, I'm sorry, but I'll say it. There are plenty of people that aren't worried about copyright infringement because it's only uh, you know, a three to five second snippet of, in fact, if probably not even that long, um, for a ringtone. And so they, they want to use it and... Maybe it's like the uh, that that sound effect from Law and Order that they really want to have that every time their phone rings. Well, this is how you would do it. Or it could be your kid laughing or your dog barking or something. It might be audio, you know, that you record yourself, and you could use the microphone on your Mac, or if you have a better microphone, you could do that. Um, it doesn't have to be copyright infringement. It could be any kind of right. could be any kind of audio. Is there any truth to the rumor I've heard that you uh, record your cat's meows and use those as your ringtone? No, I've I've tried, but the cats don't meow on demand. I, I do have a few voice memos of one of my cats, but it, they only meow when they really want something. And I'll try and remember next time to, to record some voice memos when they do that, but I gave up trying. Okay. I take lots of photos of them, but recording, <laughs> you know, you, you don't have cats, so... Um, you don't realize that they only meow when they're when they're angry or when they really want something. Well, you, the last thing you want is an angry cat. So, no. <laughs> and anyway, I don't use a ringtone. I keep my phone on silent all the time. Really, that's interesting. Yeah, I have done for years. Okay. All yep. right. Um, sorry, we got off track there for a second. Um, yes. Kirk, once so, cats come in, we'll get off track. Yeah. <laughs> so take control of Audio Hijack featuring version four at takecontrolbooks.com by Kirk McElhern. You got to go and get it if you have any desire to play with audio and get the most out of Audio Hijack. It really is, uh, a, a, it's a fun program and it's a production program both at the same time. 
Kirk, thanks so much for for walking us through it. Um, We have a lot of use cases. Hopefully, we've inspired a few people to go out and try it and to buy the book. Thanks a lot for having me, Chuck, and I hope I see you again soon. I hope so. But before you go, I want to make sure you uh, let folks know where they can find you and about everything you're doing. Um, Everything I do, you can find at kirkville.com. That's K-I-R-K-V-I-L-L-E.com. And I link to everything that I publish, podcasts, articles, et cetera. Excellent. Excellent. We'll see you again soon, I hope. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Again, Audio Hijack is is a lot of fun, but also you can do so much with it. You'll do even more with it if you get Kirk's book, again, at TakeControlBooks.com. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit MacVoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page, and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.